Hey, hey, hey. Hey, y'all. Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ, mental health, and anything. I say anything to help you change your mindset and help you have the right perspective so you can be the best version of yourself. Like, who doesn't want that? Everybody does. If you are tuning in for the first time, I sincerely and lovingly welcome you. Y'all, last week's episode was entitled Being Solid. Who are you? Um, I am so honored to be in this space because I just experienced the grace and favor of God in my life. And and this podcast was certainly an example and a testament. And, and, And the messages just keep blessing and inspiring so many listeners. I am so honored. You know, I am not. I'm so thankful that. I could do this podcast because my identity is anchored in who God is. Ooh, I haven't even, why am I coming in, coming on like this? Like I haven't even started the thing and I'm already, I'm already fired up. Like my, the reason why I can do this type of work is because, is because my identity is anchored in who God says I am. So I'm not validated by how many listeners listen. I'm not validated by how many likes on a post. I'm not validated by how many comment on a live. I'm not validated by that. Like God validated me. Like I've been qualified. <laughs> I have been. Like I can I just say this without like the proper English. I've been qualified. Okay? Like he qualifies me. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. So I felt led to start this series as I realized that so many concerns that people were have included, you know, so many concerns that people have, these things included, but weren't limited to decisions that we make, you know, like relationships that are entertained, things that are settled for, the compromise, the stress, the overwhelm, and even not setting boundaries. I realized that all those things were, it all ties back to identity. It all ties back to identity. I promise you, if you sit down and reflect and ask yourself, who am I or or where, you know, hopefully you've had some time to really reflect on some of these questions that I've asked. But if you sit down to ask yourself, is, is what I'm doing true to who I am? You will find this to be true. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the last episode, I give you all the permission you need to put a pause on this one. And go back to the first episode. This is, I'm about to do episode number three. Um, or part three, sorry, of episode number 22. And so, feel free, you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> but hey, it's there for you to do that. And so, enjoy enjoy that process. Okay? If you're coming back again, um, I and you have been with me for like since January, thank you. Thank you for your for your loyalty. Thank you for your commitment and not just loyalty, but thank you for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me hear from you, you know, connect with me on IG. Um, if you can, of course, um, empowered the number to serve. And if you can send me an email, be Wendy Bob at empowered to empower you.com. And let me just thank you so much because I just hope that this is an inspiration to me. It blesses my heart to come on here. Um, by the end of these podcasts, really, my, my desire, my prayer, uh, I pray before I even start. And my, my prayer is that somebody gives his or her life to Christ. Somebody restores his or her relationship with Christ. So maybe they have already given their life to Christ, but they're kind of falling off the, the wagon. And look, we fall off all the time. We No one's perfect in their walk. This is a, we, we literally walk this, this salvation, this Christianity 
with fear and trembling. We have to work at our own salvation. I cannot work at anybody else's salvation. Okay, let me say this again. I cannot work out anybody's salvation. <laughs> I got mine to work out. So the things that I say, I have to do the same thing. I have to renew my mind. I have to pray. I have to read the word of God. I have to fast. I have to like worship. I have to practice thanksgiving. I have to do those things so that I can continue to pour out because we cannot pour out of an empty cup. And a lot of people are trying to give out, but they have nothing. So then they're trying to seek for validation. They're trying to let other people or expect other people to fill them up. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. So my desire is that somebody restores the relationship with God. My desire by the end of these podcasts, somebody goes to therapy. Testimony. I, I had somebody reach out to me for therapy. I'm so thankful. I'm so honored. I'm so honored, so humbled. My desire is that somebody reads their Bible more, feels uplifted, maybe engages in further reflection or further development maybe makes decisions that need to be made. So if these things are happening, then the mission for this podcast, the objective is accomplished. The mission is accomplished. So let me ask you, are you ready for part three? I don't hear you. Are you ready for part three? Yes. (laughs) I literally feel like I heard somebody say yes, because I am ready. Okay. I heard you. I see you. Part three, being solid. What anchors you? What anchors you? So I'm talking about identity. Who are you? And all those things, right? And what anchors you? This is often a question that I ask in therapy at some point in my with my clients because they are so pulled to so many directions trying to meet other people's expectations, trying to perform so that other people receive them, perform so that other people accept them. They're trying to perform so that they can, um, you know, be liked or be accepted or be recognized. And that's exhausting. That's exhausting. That's exhausting. So a lot of times I do in the work that I'm doing with clients, I want to explore with them what anchors you. What anchors you spiritually? What anchors you uh, uh, physically? What anchors you emotionally? What anchors you experientially, meaning experiences? What anchors you? What are the things that you can go back to no matter what's going on around you? No matter if friendships feel like a whirlwind. Let me just say, shameless plug, this friendship thing in our 30s, is hard to figure this thing out. It is so hard. I am so glad I have a best friend of 20 years because that friendship is bonafide. It's good to have friendships in your life that are just bonafide, but it's hard to figure out this thing, but God will send you the right people. All you have to do is ask him. God has sent me amazing friends, even in my 30s. He sent me amazing people that support me, that elevate me, that want the best for me, that push me, that hold me accountable, that challenge me, all those things, right? So it's important, but But a lot of us are not anchored. We are all over the place. We are all all over the place. And I'm not saying this. let, Let me just preface this by saying everything that I say on this podcast, I'm saying it with love. I'm saying it with love. 
So I don't want you to, to hear it as, oh my gosh, she's shaming me. She's shading me. That's not what I'm doing because I'm accountable to God and God is love. So what anchors you? What anchors you? I want you to think about that and reflect on that. What anchors you? What grounds you? What keeps you? What is your foundation based on? Is your foundation based on likes? If Is your foundation based on somebody having to tell you you did a good job? Is your foundation based on somebody having to tell you, you know, if you, if somebody does, if no one calls you for your birthday, will you just be, will you just not make it? Like you just not, you just, you just going to be depressed all day because no one called you for your birthday. I wish I had some crickets like in my background because I would just let it play right now. But this, (laughs) and I know I'm probably cracking somebody up right now, but this is real stuff. I am not making this up. If I'm making this up, Y'all tell me, like, feel free to comment, send a review, whatever you got to do, find me. Like, just let me know I'm making this up. If I'm not making it up, let me know, okay? But in preparing for this episode, Holy Spirit encouraged me to remind the people whose they are and what God says about them. In this episode, maybe a little bit word heavy, maybe a little bit word heavy, but hang on tight because there is life in the word. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe in Jesus yet, hopefully by the end of this episode, you desire to accept him as Lord and Savior. It's word heavy, but you know, after all this, this podcast is about Jesus Christ and mental health, right? So what anchors you? What grounds you? What is your identity based on? What, what are your values? What principles keep you um, centered? What is your code of conduct, if you will? You know, without knowledge or awareness of that, we will continue to fall into the comparison trap, looking for something better because you think it's better there. Let me say that again, because maybe I, I know I talk fast. Without knowledge and awareness of those things that I just asked, the rhetorical questions, you will continue to fall into the comparison trap looking for looking for something better because you think better is there. I know that just messed somebody up right now. There is a there is a pit, a trap called comparison. And it sucks the life out of people every single day. Every single day, somebody is affected by comparison. They're comparing their lives to the lives of those they see on social media. They're comparing their lives to somebody else in their friend circle. They're comparing, they're comparing, they're comparing, they're comparing their prayer life to somebody else's prayer life. Well, gosh, I, I don't, I don't pray like that. So I'm not going to pray at all. Like they sound all, you know, uh, 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 eloquent and they know the word of God and every scripture is a word. Like my goodness, I can't pray like that. I don't even know how to remember the word. I don't even know the Lord's like, I don't even know where the Bible, like, what, like I can't pray. I don't sound like that. I can't sing. I don't sound like that. Mm-mm, I'm not going to go do a live because I'm just not going. I'm not like this person. Like there is a comparison trap. when So when we don't know what grounds us, what anchors us, what our identity is based on, what our values are, what our principles are, without knowledge and awareness, we fall into the comparison trap. So I have to give you an example. 
and I have to talk about the children of Israel. But I'm just going to give you a high-level overview because those stories are huge and power-packed. Okay, like if you have not read the the children, the stories of the children of Israel, I really, really recommend that you you, you do. These stories include wow moments because God demonstrated his power in miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles. And yet also these stories also include times when you would just, when you're reading the stories, you're just going to be upset at the children of Israel because you're going to be like, really? Like God just delivered you and you complaining? Like, like, like God just, (laughs) he just made a way for you out of the wilderness and you complaining about water? Like he just delivered you. He just healed your body and you worried about food. Like you complaining about food, fool. Like not food, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this is me. This is this is just dramatics. This is just theatrics. So y'all just bear with me. Okay. But you would be upset about their constant complaining. God calls a man named Moses. Um, the name Moses means to draw out. And he's a man who is humble and meek. But he had a stuttering problem. And he was called by God to be the, 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 the deliverer, excuse me, if I can get the word out, to deliver the children, the Israelites, out of Egypt. God heard their cries. He heard their prayers. And I don't have a lot of time to get into that because I don't, I don't want this podcast to be super long. But God called Moses to deliver the, the Israelites out of Egypt. That's a task, right? So feel free to read the stories. So long story short, they get to the other side. And I mean, literally the other side like of the Red Sea. Like God, like God, Yahweh made a pathway in the wilderness for them. Okay. He allowed the Red Sea to stand up literally like a wall so that they can pass through. I am not making this up. That just, that's just a powerful image to me. So they cross over. The Egyptian army, you know, is charging behind them and the, and the, and the Lord blocked them. Okay. The Lord blocked the enemy. That's a whole nother word. They cross over. The goal is to eventually get to the promised land that God promised them, which was Canaan. Exodus 14. So they cross over. They walk through the Red Sea. Exodus 15. They're singing a song of thanksgiving to the Lord. But by the time we get to Exodus 15, 22, the same people are complaining because they don't have water to drink. Didn't they just witness the biggest testimony in their lives? Isn't it possible that their testimony could have grounded them and given them perspective that God will provide? Let me say that again, because somebody's like, what? Wendy, you're talking too fast. Just slow down. What are you saying, girl? Didn't they witness an amazing testimony, an amazing miracle? Couldn't, is, is it possible that their testimony could have grounded them and given them perspective that God will provide, that God is God, that God is a miracle wonder worker, that God takes care of me? So God does another miracle. He tells Moses to throw a piece of wood into the water and the water was then good to drink as it was initially bitter. Exodus 16, children of Israel are hungry. Guess what they do? They're complaining. Not only do they complain, they're comparing their state of eat to, to they're comparing the current state, comparing. Notice I said comparing. They're comparing their current state to Egypt. 
And they said, if only you left us in Egypt, we would not be hungry. Again, I hope you I hope you're catching this. I really hope you're catching this. I know this is word heavy. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm just making it practical. Did they not witness amazing miracles God did for them? Did, did God not just provide clean? Not only did he make a way to, to deliver them from slavery, deliver them from being whipped and, and criticized and in bondage. God provides a way in the wilderness. God protects them from the enemies. I'm talking about God literally led them through a pillar. The Bible says there was a pillar of uh, of, a pillar of cloud, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God protected them. Okay. So God makes a way in the wilderness. They cross over the Red Sea and then they don't have water. So they start complaining. God makes a way for them to have water. They don't have food. They don't, they're complaining. Did they not just witness all these miracles? Now, mind you, this whole complaining, complaining, comparing, complaining, comparing, complaining, comparing, literally continues into the book of Moses. I mean, into the book of Numbers, sorry. So Numbers 14, they are almost to their promised line, but they cry. They cry. They are crying. They're screaming. They have a fit because they have a narrative. They have a narrative that God has brought them this far to kill them. I'm just allowing pauses for you to really marinate on what I'm saying. Some of you heard the story of the 12 scouts. There were 12 leaders of each tribe, the 12 tribes of Israel. They go out to scope out the land. Not because God wanted that to happen, because the children of Israel was like, no, we, we, need, we need people to be sent. We need people to check it out first. So they go to check out the land, how they live, what's up with the fruit, what's up with the harvest. It was harvest time. Twelve. There was 12 scouts. Ten came back focused on fear of the giants. And two came back focused on the promise and the promise keeper, God. And those two were Joshua and Caleb. Now, why, why would I share this with you? Why would I share this with you? What if I told you that our narratives have a lot to do with our identity? Our narratives and our core beliefs, what we think anchors us at times. And this is often scary because especially when our narrative and our core belief is unhealthy, as well as a limiting thought. So if, for instance, if my narrative is that I'm not going to make it, then I continue to engage in self-sabotaging behaviors. I miss out on life because of fear, and I'm not anchored. I have no foundation. There's nothing keeping me grounded. Fear continues to keep me unstable and insecure. So I don't trust myself. I don't trust God. I don't trust people. I don't even trust you. Like, do y'all see what I'm saying? But if I believe that God is my provider, if my narrative is, you know what? God has provided for me. God has kept me. God made a way for me. God God is my anchor. God, um, he, he is my, my source. He is my CEO. He is my encourager. The Lord, God has amazing plans for me. That anchors me. That gives me perspective. What anchors you? I hope this is making sense. I know this sounds really heavy but I hope this makes sense. Please let me know that it please let me know that it blessed you, that it made sense. If it doesn't make sense, I will come back. Often I explore core beliefs with my clients because they have been lodged. These things have been lodged in their souls and their spirits since the event or events happened. And there is a narrative associated with that event. So because my father was not in my life, my narrative is 
No man will ever love me. My belief is I am unlovable or I will never be loved by a man. Or because my friend got married before me, my narrative is people always tend to get what they want. And so I, I start to believe that God doesn't care about me. He doesn't listen to my prayers. Shoot, he doesn't even hear my prayers. Sometimes our core beliefs, which I refer to as weeds that need to be uprooted, anchor us. My God. Sometimes our core beliefs. So can you imagine a house is focused on grass? I mean, it's, it's founded on grass. Can you imagine who we believe we are? Or who we say we are is based on lies. But what if I focus on what God says about me? I'm going to try to wrap this up because I know time is running. But what if I focus on what God says about me? What if I focus on him saying in Ephesians 2.10 that I am his masterpiece? What if I focus on John 3.16 that he absolutely loves me? What if I focus on the fact that he has amazing plans for me in Jeremiah 29.11? What if I focus on the fact that there is safety and security in him and trusting him? Psalm 46 verse 1, Psalm 125 verse 1. What if I focus on the fact that he orders his angels to protect me? Psalm 91 verse 11. When you choose your narrative and decide what grounds you, then you can see obstacles as opportunities. When you keep rehearsing the times when God, the Lord Most High, delivered you, protected you, saved you, healed you, covered you, there are some relationships that could have destroyed your purpose. There are some relationships that if God did not snatch you out of there, that it would have destroyed your testimony. It could have destroyed your life. When we allow those things, those testimonies to anchor us, we have security. We have safety. What else am I saying? What, what else are you saying, D. Wendy? Like, you are hitting us hard. You you coming for our toes, our fingers. Like, why, why are you doing this to me, D. Wendy? Because I want you to know who you are. Because why? Because Satan doesn't want you to know who you are. The enemy knows that if you know who you are, you become a target and a threat to his kingdom. He knows that if you know who you are and who God says you are, then that means you'll be able to fight. You'll be able to stand against his, his strategies, his deceptions. Satan comes to deceive, destroy, and distract. Now, that's a whole nother podcast. God gave me that revelation yesterday. Satan comes to deceive, destroy, and distract. Anything that's in your life that's seemingly trying to deceive you, destruct, destroy you, destroy your life, destroy your, your peace, destroy your joy, destroy your, 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 your happiness, and also distract you or pull you away from the things of God, that is not God. That is of the enemy. So when we allow other things, people to define us, we lose our ground. We become unstable. When we move away from what is supposed to be the main thing, we become easily distracted and thrown off course. When we focus on our fears, we lose perspective. I have to give you one more biblical example before I, before I leave here today. The Hebrew boys in Daniel 3.16, the Babylonians snitched on them, right? Because they were not, they were not about to bow down to some false god. Nebuchadnezzar is hot. I'm just giving you the high level overview. Nebuchadnezzar is hot. Nebuchadnezzar was the king. I know it's a long word, Nebuchadnezzar. Please don't name your child that. Nebuchadnezzar. He's hot. He's like really mad. 
he gives them an order. So basically, they were like, yo, king, my uh, my man, we are not bowing down to some false god. So, so you can do whatever you want. You can throw us in this fiery furnace, but we know God, our deliverer, will deliver us. And if he doesn't, we still not bowing to those kings. So do whatever you please. They maintain their posture. They maintain their posture because their identity was anchored in their faithfulness to God. They were able to maintain their loyalty to God even when faced with pressure. See, when you are anchored, sister, brother, you are unstoppable. You are unmovable. But that's just not a one-time thing. So how do you get anchored? How do you get anchored? I'm just going to say this really quickly before I leave today. Learn more about what God says about you. Read Ephesians 1 and 2. Highlight, circle, write down, meditate. Just that, Those are not the only scriptures, but read Ephesians 1 and 2. Read Jeremiah 29 11. Google. You could even Google. <laughs> what does God say about me? There's a, whole, there's a whole lot of information on that. Learn and if you have it, it, learn what God says about you, and if you do not know Jesus or have accepted Him, this may be the perfect opportunity because you can't have identity unless you know Jesus, unless you've accepted Him. The only person who can give you va- validation, identity, and purpose is Jesus. No one can give you identity. Keep rehearsing God's truths about you. Write them as declarations or affirmations. Maintain a life of prayer, word, and thanksgiving, and praise, and worship. Stay connected with a godly church community. Focus on your values and allow your values to inform your decisions. Talk to solid friends who are like-minded. Journal, 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 journal. Especially as you learn things about the Lord, as you learn things about yourself, write them down. I have found a very helpful, simple practice as I have another podcast to talk about. I will have another podcast to talk about simple practices. But I found it very helpful for me to identify daily what I'm grateful for, to identify daily what I'm proud of. I may add anything else that happened, but I simply do that in addition to all the things that I do to anchor me. Wow. So I know this was a lot. I know this was heavy. I know. But I hope it was clear. And there may be a part four. So stay tuned. I'm, I know I talk fast. I just kind of threw a whole lot of scriptures at you today, but I will be sure to put it in the show notes. I'm also going to put the instructions to seek a therapist in the show notes as well. And again, feel free, again, send me, you know, put some reviews on there, share this podcast with somebody. Um, Also, you know, feel free to connect with me on IG if you can, if you can, if you can. Um, Also, you know, feel free to email me. Feel free to email me. I'd be Wendy Bob at Empowered. Uh, to empoweryou.com and if you have any questions feel free to connect with me some type of way okay well have a wonderful week whatever time that you're watching this podcast may the lord be with you may the peace of god be upon you um those of you who are dealing with you know just feeling lost i just plead the blood of jesus over you and i pray that the lord of the lord god tugs your heart to brings you to draw him to draw you closer to him because his word says with my loving kindness have I drawn thee? God is patiently pursuing you. He wants relationship with you. He wants relationship for you. He loves 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 you. And he has amazing plans for you. So talk to you soon. This is be Wendy Bob with Empowered to Empower You. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.